This podcast contains adult language and mature themes, which may not be suitable for all listeners. So listen at your own fucking risk. Essential NPCs, the podcast where we sample some of the best and possibly some of the worst tabletop RPGs. I'm Addie. And I'm Tommy. And you're listening to Series 8, Episode 5, The Good Fight. And let's start it off with some announcements. As you may notice, I am doing words with the GM remotely today, but we weren't going to let a little thing like me being out of town stop us from recording this week. Uh, So that's why I may sound a little different than normal. Hopefully it's not too distracting and we'll be back to business as usual next week. And the other announcement is more of a reminder. We have a Patreon and if you guys love us and have a couple bucks to shoot us every month, um, we have some pretty cool rewards that have uh, just started kicking off. And then also every dollar that we get uh, helps us keep the podcast going and bringing content uh, to you guys. So um, if you love us and want to support us, please do. You can go to patreon.com slash essential NPCs. Uh, we have the link to that on our website. Uh, also, we will put a post in our Facebook page. So those are our announcements, short and sweet. And let's move on into Words with the GM. Hello. Hello, GM. This Words with the GM Ooh. is about Series 8, Episode 4, A Darkness Within. Uh, that episode is the second episode that's almost entirely combat. Um, And I thought that we might talk a little bit about combat in general, because in a narrative system, it's really important to make sure that the combat is narrated in a way that makes it feel real. And I was wondering what your techniques were for that. Well, this is a place where the Star Wars RPG system actually really shines. It is a system that is designed specifically to create cinematic and narrative moments. And you can see it really clearly in combat versus other systems. Like you take a traditional system like Dungeons and Dragons, for instance, you know, you roll a d20, you say a number. If it's high enough, you hit, you roll your damage die, you say a number, that's how much damage you deal, and then you move on. And for me, that's always been kind of an unsatisfying approach to combat, which is why even when I play like in traditional systems, I do try to narrate, even if I'm not the GM, I try to narrate kind of like how my how my character is fighting so that like it creates a, a cool image in everyone's heads. One thing you'll run into a lot when GMing uh, combat scenes is players tend to kind of check out when it's not their turn uh, and just like wait and go, okay, on my turn, this is like how I, these are the cool things I want to do and then like not really pay attention to the rest. And I think one of the easiest ways to uh, prevent that and keep everyone engaged uh, throughout the entire combat, not just their turns, is to try and make combat more narrative, more cinematic and describe how people are fighting, what's going on, uh, have there be some point of tension that's not just success or failure, how much damage is being done. And that's that's why like advantages and threats and despairs and triumphs 
are extremely helpful because, you know, threats don't always need to just deal strain. Um, advantages don't uh, don't need to always just be boosts. Jaxamar in this fight pretty early on, like I roll enough advantages when I was attacking him, I actually disarmed him. And then there was the cool moment later where, you know, uh, Elkiri picked up on that thread and actually like used the force to send Jaxamar's lightsaber in his direction. Uh, and that's basically like a miniature narrative arc existing within the framework of, co- uh, of combat and making it more engaging for everyone involved. And if you're wondering how you can start narrating more or just up your game, one of the things that I know that I've done in the past is like make a list of things in the environment that could happen. Like if they're in a cave, a stalactite could fall on like a particularly bad roll or good roll, depending on who it's hitting. Um, Or if they're on the edge of a cliff, maybe the cliff starts to crumble or um, maybe there are people nearby that can see what's happening and they get involved um and at like making a list of those kinds of things means that I don't have to think of them on the fly in combat and that is really helpful to me and it helped me up my game as I was learning how to GM in a dynamic way and all of these tips and tricks led to what I think was a really fun and cool episode full of a lot of interesting things which leads me to asking you Addie what was your favorite part of the last episode uh, the last episode was like really tense. I was really stressed out uh, the whole time. It felt like the first real combat where I was a doing something and B uh, was being like relied upon. And uh, so I was like stressed out and it was like, ah, and then at the very end of the combat, um, Oko is sprays that canister of like toxin and Nick just had the perfect delivery of um, uh, that was the intended effect. Got him. And it was just like it broke the tension and it made me like laugh so hard. And uh, that that I remember that like visceral feeling of like stress relief at the end of the combat because of that like little quip. And I'm like really thankful for like Nick slash Oko in that moment. Uh, And so that was my favorite part. What was your favorite part? Uh, I think my favorite moment was kind of a series of small moments with Tan. As you guys were entering this temple, for the Jedi, uh, it was just kind of like assuredness that you were supposed to be there and like this curiosity as to why. Whereas like Tan was, you know, on edge, like, you know, all right, we're here because you told us we have to be here. But like, you know, I'm not going to feel comfortable about it. And then like that led like to later in the episode as like the fighting broke out and subsequently stopped uh during all of those moments you kind of see tan take charge you know she feels like a soldier in this episode she feels like a captain you know she makes judgment calls she rallies everyone after the fight being like all right we gotta move let's get out of here like we got what we, we got what we came here for let's let's fucking let's fucking go you know we can we can rest in a minute move 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 you know and then like even like the way that she like kind of like steps in front of in front of Sucre to protect him and like covers Oko while he's fighting like all of that like it just it really felt like a great or it really felt like there were a lot of moments where Tan the Republic soldier shined in this episode and I really liked that yeah I thought that was like a really great mini character arc of like coming out of the the whole like 
sort of stupor of alcohol <laughs> induced haze uh, into like uh, falling back into her old like training and, and ways and stuff. And I, I thought that was like a really cool choice that Brie made. But you guys are not off of the planet of Bolea yet. You still have some more work to do and a long road ahead of you. So without further ado, let's move on in and listen to series eight, episode five, The Good Fight. Enjoy. I am Jaxamar Sorrell, human Jedi Sentinel. My Padawan training was patrolling the slums of Coruscant, rooting out the vicious gangs and bringing them to justice. With the guidance of Master LeWitt Rensmer, I learned to rely on my cunning to solve problems, passing my trials diffusing a hostage crisis the day the Clone Wars began. At the height of the war, I was called to the front lines alongside my oldest friend Dudo and his Padawan Elkiri. The idea of the Jedi as generals never sat well with me, and my greater fears were realized when the clones turned on us, and Dudo sacrificed himself so we could survive. His final wish was for me to take up the task of training Elkiri. With the destruction of the Order, it falls to me to ensure the Jedi live on through her. Though my training left me a capable warrior, I've had to quickly adjust in a galaxy where a lightsaber is a beacon for the Empire's most dangerous assassins. Thankfully. We found allies in the former Republic pilot Tan Mobuk and her droid Oko. She saved us after the Empire rose to power, and her ship, the Exipiter, has been home for the last three years. The galaxy may be shrouded in darkness, but I believe the Force will guide us to a better future. The name's Mobuk, Lieutenant Tan Mobuk of the Galactic Republic Navy. Well, that's who I used to be anyway. Before all this happened, I was a slave, nearly died trying to fight my way out. And when the opportunity to join the Navy presented itself, you bet your ass I jumped like hell. Spent most of the Clone Wars chasing pirates. Found my bird, the Exhibitor, there, in fact. The up-and-ups let me keep her despite her, uh, modifications. And Oko, too. Others might just see a droid, but I know there's more under their shiny metal shell. Now, now we're just trying to survive. With Sorel and Elkiri on board, the Exhibitor will always have a target on her back. It'd have been a hell of a lot safer for us to run and hide. But safe never really was my MO. We've done some good helping out with the Hydean Underground. One day though, I'm gonna give the Empire a kick straight in the teeth for what they've done. To me, to Sorel, to Alkiri and Oko, and all the others they've crushed under their heel. They've won their war, but I've just started mine. Personal identification number 0K0, at your service. Master Tan refers to me as Oko. You may as well, there isn't much time. Please lean back, this will take your mind off the pain. I am told my past has been eventful for a droid. I was captured by roving pirates shortly after the start of the Clone Wars. They modified and reprogrammed me to accompany them on raids. My surgical laser was greatly enhanced for combat utility and I was trained in the manufacture of stimulants and toxins. Please drink this. I witnessed many gruesome sights, but also interacted with all manner of organic life, occasionally even in a non-lethal capacity. Your species is particularly fascinating. So much blood. Upon my recovery, Master Tan allowed me to retain my memory. My years with the brigands, while regrettable, had instilled in me an appreciation for freedom and autonomy, ideals shared by Master Tan. 
My unusual modifications, coupled with her impressive piloting abilities, served us well as a Republic emergency extraction team until the clones turned on us and our three Jedi companions. As runners in the Hydean underground, we do what we can to hide good people from the Empire, but nowhere is safe now. Good news, there is a 38% chance that your injuries are non-fatal. Best of luck. I am Elkiri Kanti, Padawan learner. The Force has always been with me, even in the most trying of times, and I am continually surprised by the way the Force guides us all. That it saw fit to match me with Master Jaxamar Sorrel, Sentinel, and perhaps the last Jedi Knight. Just like my late master, Duto Noem, Jaxamar and I are an unlikely pair. I've always been more inclined to talk than to fight, and he has always been the other way around. After we escaped, we turned to Rushala, an old friend of mine from early in the Clone Wars. She helped us hide from the Empire when we were in need, and now, along with her, we've formed the Hydean Underground to help save those who are under the thumb of, or worse, enslaved by the Empire. There's no war that can be waged against the Empire. The best we can do is to save those we can and avoid any engagement with the Empire's forces. I must admit, I can sense the apprehension grow in me as we approach every new rescue for the Hydean Underground. But with Master Sorrel, Tan, and Oko working beside me, and the Force with us, the Empire will never know we're coming. The last time we left our heroes, uh, they were on the poisonous jungle planet of Bolea, uh, exploring a lost ancient Jedi vault. It was uh, being encroached upon by the nature around it, uh, caved in in several areas, uh, slowly uh, taking on a little bit of water. And they went down a hallway with several doors leading to uh, different emptied chambers, except for one door that seemed different from the rest, which seemed to teleport Jaxamar and Elkiri into uh, inside while leaving Oko, Tan, and Sukra out in the hallway. There, the three in the hallway were attacked by the previously peaceful jungle stalkers, uh, and inside the room, Elkiri and Jaxamar were forced to fight dark side illusions of themselves that were tangible enough to do a significant amount of damage to them. After defeating their shadow forms, uh, they were briefly accosted by the uh, decayed, undead form of their fallen friend and uh, previous master, Duto Nuem, um, uh, which Elkiri made short work of with a powerful use of, of the Force. Uh, and they uncovered... Uh, an ancient artifact, a dark metal mask shaped into the likeness of a human skull. The door separating Jaxamar and Elkiri from the rest of the party uh, crumbled uh, as the jungle stalkers were defeated. And the uh, five of you have been reunited now. Elkiri and Jaxamar looking particularly uh, beat up Tan uh, looking relatively okay at this point, if a little bit shaken. What do you guys do? Uh, as we walk forward, 
And I can now see the rest of our crew all call out to Oko. Oko. Do you uh, require medical attention? Yes. Please uh, tend to Elkiri first. I'll be fine. And I will just go take a seat in the hallway. So go ahead and roll that medicine check. It's going to be an average check, Oko. Heal two wounds and three strain. I will go over to where Jack Smar is sitting. Sorrel, do we need to get out of here? What What's going on? There's no rush. Nothing is chasing us, uh, but we should leave. There's nothing else for us here. Did you find anything? I will reach into my pack and pull out the mask we found and just hold it up. We found this in a tomb. It is a powerful dark side artifact. I don't know why the force called us to here, but it seemed to want us to find this. The thing that brought us here was good, right? You can you can tell that, right? As Jedi, like you what did you follow here, Sorel? Tan, the force is neither good or evil. It just is. It called and I followed. Well, Maybe we should take a, a deeper look next time before we des- decide to just follow whatever feelings you're going to have. I just nod way too hurt to argue the point. While he is talking, I will uh, see to Master Sorrel. Uh, that will be an average medicine check. Okay. Your critical wound is healed. However, you suffer two strain, but may regain seven wounds. Before we leave, I want to take a look back down the hallway at that shrine and those creepy ass statues you go to look and the one figure that is scorched and burnt away uh is still still seems to be there but the figure you could have swore was moving has disappeared okay um okay you can still walk right yeah great let's move out now jackson sucra helps you to your feet uh and you guys uh leave the temple uh, behind you. Should we try to close the doors? I don't think we should spend any more time here. I don't think there's anything else in there dangerous. Captain Tan is correct. We should return to the Exhibitor. Your inoculations to this world will not last long. Shall I save the location of this temple? Yes, for now, at least. Logged. Come. As we're walking out, I'll hand Elkiri my stim pack. Thank you. So uh, it's going to be an average survival check to navigate your way back. You just really need to find your way back to where you deviated uh, to follow the path of the force. Once you get there, you know the way back to uh, Pep Dantor's uh, facility. Can I use Seek to aid in this? Oh, yeah, you could absolutely use Seek. You might even be able to get back quick, more quickly because you won't have to retrace your steps. Uh, so I generate the two light side points necessary to gain uh, general insight into the location I'm seeking. Okay. So while everyone else is uh, instinctively trying to retrace your guys' steps and uh, and get back to the original path, you kind of lead them a, a different way, cutting the time down uh, considerably. So you guys get there. You get there relatively quickly. As you are approaching the kind of hidden cliffside entrance to the station. You guys have your respirators on, um, but your skin begins to feel like kind of itchy and hot. Uh, and I need everyone to roll 
an easy resilience check because you got here quickly enough that you're just starting. You're just now starting to feel the effects. Uh, everyone except Oko, who is immune to toxins. Uh, and I will go ahead and flip a dark side point for each of you to upgrade that one difficulty die into a challenge die for each of you. If uh, it's not too much trouble, could you please describe the sensation you're feeling? I'm fascinated by this organic compound's effect on organic life. Two successes. All right, Tan, you're holding strong. It's like uncomfortable and uh, and itchy, uh, but you know you only have to go another, you know, eighty meters to get to the facility, and you can stick it out. Elkiri, what did you get? Two threat. Uh, you take two strain, as uh, this kind of itchy, burning feeling is uh, a little over a little overwhelming for you, but uh, uh, nothing else terrible happens. Just it like hurts a lot. Uh, what about you, Jacksonmore? I got two successes and one despair. So at like the 10 meter mark, as you're getting close, Jaxamar, this kind of burning, itching sensation is washing over your body, but you're able to stave it off for now, Jaxamar. Um, but then uh, your joints start to stiffen up and your right leg just kind of cramps and uh, you suffer the critical injury results uh, crippled. Um, which means you lose the use of your right leg uh, until the uh, the leg is is healed, and uh, and that's going to um, increase the difficulty of all checks that require the use of your right leg. <laughs> uh, and so around like the around that ten meter mark, Jacksonmar kind of keels over. Yeah, I think I fall to the ground at this point, given how much strain I have. Also, Master, are you okay? Uh, my my leg has locked up. Ah, uh, um. Elkiri, I, I got this. You, you stay here. You're injured. Uh, and I will trot back out to where Sorel is and, and kind of sling his arm over my shoulders. Okay. And yeah, uh, with your assistance, Tan, uh, Jacksonmar can make his way into the facility and you guys shut the door behind. Thank you, Tan. I appreciate it. Is there, uh, Oko, is there any way to stop the itching from itching? Uh, Oko, you know, we'll just take some time for their system to cycle. With the materials I have, just leaving the planet. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to go sit over here and meditate for a little while. <laughs> As for um, Jaxamar's leg, uh, you could administer some medic, uh, medical attention to uh, try and heal that up, if you like. It'll be a hard check. Carrie, okay, the, the trick is to not think about it. Mm-hmm. Three failures. Which leg did you say it was? <laughs> <laughs> the right one. No, my right. Apologies, Master Jedi. He fir first examines the wrong leg, then uh, examines the right leg, and um, look. You look in your uh, med kit, Oko, and you realize you don't you don't have the stems necessary. Um, only time will heal this this injury. Can you walk? I can do well enough with assistance to get to the ship. Oko, we'll we'll get him to the ship. Uh, we need you to adjust the programming for the facility. Affirmative. All right. Um, so. If you wanted to do this in a speedy fashion, you could roll for it, Oko. Or if you just wanted to take the evening and stay in the facility for the evening, uh, by the next day, you'll have all of the data uploaded into uh, Pep Dantor's files for the illicit materials he is neglecting or he has been neglecting to collect. 
as well as all of the information he would need to uh, begin business practices with your illicit contact, Grawl Ghidorin, the shape-shifting spice dealer. The organics need to leave the planet. I will roll for it. Okay. It will be a hard uh, computer's check. Oh, and you can get a boost uh, from Sucra. Uh, he's willing to, you know, be an extra set of hands. Five successes. All right, yeah. So it only takes you and Sucra uh, a couple hours to really um, get all the data set up and ready. That's enough time for Tan to refuel the Excipiter and both projects and relatively around the same time. Uh, Jaxamar, Elkiri, what are you guys doing during that hour of downtime? I would have gone to the med bay for sure. Uh, yeah, you lay down on one of the uh, on one of the beds in the med bay and kind of like uh, prop your leg up and just kind of take a breath. I think I'm actually meditating during that time. Okay. Um, probably didn't even make it to the ship before I started. Uh, yeah. So um, Tan, as you are. Uh, refueling the ship, the deafening sound of the waterfall kind of echoing in the hangar. Uh, you see nearby uh, the entrance to the hangar, uh, Elkiri is just kind of kneeled down, her eyes closed, her hands resting peacefully in her lap. While I'm in the med bay for this hour, after about 10 minutes of just resting and trying to find my center again, my curiosity gets the better of me, and I pull out this helmet and set it on my lap and start to study it. Uh, all right, you can roll a hard lore check with a boost. I will spend a destiny point to upgrade this check. Two successes and two threat. You sit there and you you do your usual, like, examine it. You know, you look for more details. Uh, you do see, actually, when you kind of tilt it and look inside it, at the interior top of the, of the skull, uh, there is that same symbol. Uh, that was on the door that led to where this was being stored. That kind of X symbol with the uh, with each point of the X have, being kind of jagged into like a three-point uh, tip. And now that you sit there and think about it, you, you recognize that symbol to be uh, the Bogan, which is the opposite of the Ashla. Uh, the Ashla being the, uh, the light side of the Force and the Bogan being the dark side of the Force. That kind of helps you get a better sense of when this thing was made um, because, uh, like I said, those are not contemporary ideas for the Jedi Order. So uh, you begin to ruminate on it more. You think back. You know you've seen this somewhere. And you take a page out of El Kiri's book and you kind of just like sit and center yourself. You're holding this thing. Um, and you don't try necessarily to connect with it, but you kind of sense it more than you look at it and doing so opens you up just a little bit to the dark side uh energies that are emanating from it uh which does make you suffer the two strain but in doing so you are able to uh remember where you've seen this before uh there is one point where uh your master Lewitt Rensmer took you down into one of the restricted areas of the Jedi Temple to look up something she deemed important for a case that the two of you were working on. And as she was moving or looking through one of the holocrons, you did see this image. And without necessarily having anything to do at that time, you kind of glanced over the entry for this helmet. Uh, you didn't see just an image of the helmet. You saw the image of a person wearing it, uh, an, arti an artistic rendition of them. This 
helmet was forged and worn by the ancient Sith Lord, Darth Venari. He was known for forging some of the most for- formidable Sith weaponry uh, of his time. There was more to that article, um, but you're having trouble remembering exactly what it was. You remember that uh, in addition to being a master Sith craftsman, he also had profound control over nature and wildlife, uh, able to bend dangerous predators to his will or track them down and uh, slay them and and perform some weird alchemical uh, uh, sorcery with their remains to assist in forging his weapons and armor. But the rest of the article eludes you, at least at this time. Away from the danger of the tomb and remembering where I had seen this before and recalling that article, for a minute, the thought crosses my mind, Duda would have loved to have been here on a dangerous world filled with hostile wildlife investigating an ancient Jedi vault. That's what he was made for. And I just kind of reflect on that. Doing so helps you kind of push away the invasive dark energies of this helmet and you, you just calmly reminisce about your lost friend. Uh, and I'll put the helmet back in my pack. Uh, Oko, you finish inputting the additional data into Pep Dantor's uh, systems. Uh, Tan, you finish refueling the exhibitor. El Kiri, uh, your time spent meditating helps you lift that despair that you were feeling and you no longer have the difficulty of each check upgraded by one. What do you guys do? I'll uh, tap El Kiri on the shoulder. Yes, Tan. It's, uh, it's time to go. All right. There's just one more thing. And I will go up to the control room and there should be a way to contact Pep. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you do so. It's easy. Uh, he appears above that kind of hollow, uh, that large table that had up until now been displaying just tons and tons of data uh, that Oko and Sucro were manipulating. Uh, now it is just a hollow image of uh, Pep Dantor looking down uh, to you. <laughs> I make the display a little smaller. <laughs> Hello, Pep. Ellie, darling. How goes your vacation on Bolea? Oh, wonderful, wonderful. I, I believe that you'll be very happy with the progress made here. Uh, we were able to figure out just just what was happening, and uh, and uh, I believe that the the data readouts that you'll be getting will soon uh, make you very happy indeed. Well, let me uh, check your work, if you don't mind. Oh, by all means. He seems to fiddle with uh, a device... Um, off screen and it takes him a couple minutes and he leans back and goes, huh, wow, I am impressed. I honestly didn't expect you to reach the 20% target. Hell, I would have been happy with even 15%. That little droid of yours does know a thing or two, doesn't he? Well, a deal is a deal. Uh, I've cleared the flag on the exhibitor from the Imperial Enforcement Data Corps. You should be able to avoid entanglements from bounty hunters and routine patrols. Though, because we're such good friends, I feel I must warn you. That special forces team you danced with, uh, Reaper Squad, is it? I hear they have a long memory. Uh, Now, uh, as per our arrangement, the assistance you gave me there on Bolea just manages to cover the cost of my fuel and services. But that does leave us back to where we started off. You still owe me for the help I gave you three years ago. Now, we could 
keep letting that ride. I I'm sure I could use your help sometime in the future. Or if you'd like to settle up now, I'd happily take that ingenious little droid of yours as payment. He'd be great help in my future dealings. Unfortunately, he's not mine to give, Pep. You know I would. Oh, but you're so convincing. Don't you think you could talk to the crew? Really let them know that uh, having a, a clean slate with me is in the best interest for everybody? I could, but they're also my ride. I've got to live with them, Pep. All right, all right. That is unfortunate to hear, but I understand. I thought you Jedi were supposed to eschew attachments and material possessions. Oh, well. That doesn't mean that we can't recognize logical outcomes. You have me there. It's okay. I'm sure I'll find some clever use for you in the near future. I have no doubt. Until that day, then. I'm a very busy man. Of course you are, Peppy. It's been great. I push the button. And uh, uh, your obligation with Pep Dantor remains the same. Master Alkiri, how was your call? Oh, it was fine. Uh, you've made quite a name for yourself. How do you mean? He knows I'm not doing the calculations. Thank you. You're welcome. And you guys load up on the exhibitor. Uh, and your next destination, as you know, is the planet Shafis, where Sucra Esto um, has a new life waiting for him. Uh, the planet of Shafis is located near the Tyon Cluster in the Outer Rim. And you're not too far from there, so it will only take you guys about a week to get there from where you are. That does give you a chance to naturally heal up your critical injury, Jaxamar. Great. That will require you to roll a hard resilience check. Two threat. Okay. I think the threat more or less comes around with you being frustrated as your leg is not healing. Uh, though there's no mechanical implications of it because enough time passes that like whatever strain you would gain would go away. But at the moment you are starting to feel like, you know, you've been injured before, but usually you've managed to heal up more quickly than this. Whatever that planet did to your leg, uh, it's not necessarily feeling like it's getting any closer to better anytime soon. At some point during this week, I'd like to go find Sucra on the ship. Uh, yeah, he's not hard to find. Um, since Jaxamar is no longer inhabiting the med bay at this point. Uh, as soon as my leg is functional enough for me to walk on my own, I return to my quarters. So you can easily find Sucra in either the uh, cargo hold or uh, the engineering bay or the med bay. Okay. Uh, when I find him, I'll, I'll knock on the door of the med bay. Mind if I come in for a minute? Uh, not at all. Come on in. Uh, I walk in. I notably do not have my blaster on me, and I leave the door open after I walk in. Okay. Uh, he's uh, just sitting on one of the med bay beds uh, looking at a data pad. Sucra, back on Balea. Um, obviously, you, you learned a lot about us, stuff that most people do don't know, and I imagine you can see the reason why. It's not that we don't trust you, Sucra, but the people that are coming for Jaxamar and for Elkiri, they will hurt anyone that gets in their path. And, and you need to know that because you, you're in this now. I'm not saying that to scare you, but it's, it's the truth. You and I, we come from the same background. I bear the same scars. I know what you've been through, but... You need to know that this is bigger than any one of us. Someday, someone is going to be able to fight back. And that's not going to happen if we die here. 
Go ahead and roll an average leadership check. Three successes and two threat. He looks at you, kind of sizing you up a little bit. Uh, and he sits up, he sets down the data pad, he sits there and he goes, what are, you, what are you trying to tell me here? I'm asking you if the day comes, and I hope it doesn't, but if the day comes that someone is trying to force you to give us up, that you don't, and you do whatever it takes. He kind of blinks a little bit and he goes, of course. Why would you think I would do anything else? The four of you are the reason I'm still here breathing. And that's easy to say now. Just please keep it in mind. Uh, he seems like a little hurt by your lack of confidence, but like he holds his tongue and like nods and goes, I will. I won't forget what the four of you have done for me. Now uh, I have to go uh, do some routine checks on the engines, if you don't mind. Of course. And he kind of brushes past you. Anyone else getting up to anything in the uh, in the week's time? With us no longer hiding that me and Elkiri are Jedi from Sucra, uh, I think we resume our regular training sessions in the cargo bay. Oh, Sucra loves that. <laughs> he very quietly, very respectfully, like sits in one of the like uh, high G chairs along the walls of the cargo bay and is just like watching wide-eyed like he's he's witnessing something magical because he kind of is <laughs> and he just watches it's a little hard uh you gotta more do a lot more directing and and communicating than sh than training by example jacksamar given your your leg which can be like a little frustrating at times but uh, uh yeah you guys train for a bit oh i share with the rest of the crew what i recalled about the sith helmet we found and i tell them of darth venari the Sith craftsman. You'll have to extrapolate on that. What, is, what does that mean? Do we destroy it? Do we... It may be a useful bargaining chip in a bad situation. We cannot hand this over to anyone. To answer your question, Tan, I would like to see it destroyed, but my admittedly limited knowledge of powerful force artifacts, I don't know what would happen if we tried to destroy this with any means we have on the ship. So we hide it then? Yes. Sure. Yeah. You don't necessarily have smuggling compartments, but you are in a ship. There's plenty of like random places you can shove it. Um, so you do that. Uh, the rest of the trip to Shafis uh, is relatively uneventful. And uh, on the way there, you guys are able to gather some information on the planet easily enough. It is a lightly populated small world that once had a vibrant ecosystem, but Hundreds of years ago, uh, it was drained dry of all natural resources through un, uh, unsustainable farming practices. What remains is a wasteland of petrified plant life and ash-like dunes. Due to the planet's proximity of the densely populated Tyon cluster, it has been uh, able to sustain life through importing most of its, uh, most of its necessities. The planet itself is home to multiple pod racing tracks that serve as the proving ground for racers interested in participating in the minor league Incom Elite Pod Racing Series. You've been made aware uh, just from you know the general briefing when you decided to carry on Sucra to his final destination. You know that Pep Dantor has arranged uh, for a dead drop on the planet for you guys to collect Sucra's new identity. So you simply need to dock and go to that location and you can pick it right up. 
docking at the planet is easy enough. Uh, it has a lot of space traffic at its various spaceports, so you can easily uh, uh, gain access to the the one nearest where the dead drop is. And it's uh, it's in a relatively populous area, so I just need one person to roll a stealth check to avoid being seen uh, collecting the package. I will go. Okay. Uh, it will be an average stealth check. Um, because your leg is still bothering you, Jaxamar, uh, that difficulty will be upgraded. That's two failures and an advantage. Okay. So you're able to uh, notice as you... Uh, As you're getting nearby the dead drop, um, you kind of look around before going down that alleyway. Um, You know it's built into the bottom paneling of a dumpster in that alley. And uh, you notice that you're being watched by two uh, unsavory-looking fellows uh, that you can very quickly assume are in some sort of gang, given the fact that they're wearing similar insignias on their shoulders. Uh, They are both uh, Weequay and... uh, they uh they're like marking your movement and you notice quickly enough to like not go into the alley and give away where the stead drop is but uh you know that if you do go there they'll see you take it so what do you do are we on a space station or on the planet uh you have docked on the planet uh this dead drop is just a few blocks over from the spaceport um it's one of the like less savory areas of the planet this is uh the low end spaceport um uh so there's plenty of like bars and and uh you know scum and villainy around uh i will try to lose them in the crowd either heading back to the ship or doubling back to the dead drop Okay, you can either roll another stealth check or a deception check. Either one of those. I will roll deception. Okay. It'll be an opposed check, uh, average with uh, one challenge. So two challenge dice for you because your leg is slowing you down. So that is no successes, but I generate a triumph and an advantage. So um, your plan is to kind of uh, go down uh, an alley uh, a different alley, uh, assuming that these guys are looking to mug you. And you uh, you go limping down the alley, and um, uh, they don't seem to quite follow you, and so you're a little confused by that, and you come out the other side of the alley, uh, and you think, okay, I've lost them. Uh, and then you circle back around towards where uh, the dead drop is, and you, uh, you do snag it, seemingly without being noticed, uh, and then you continue on your uh on your way uh back towards the spaceport um and as chance would have it they're there like at the spaceport and they mark you again uh like you lost them just long enough to get the package but now they're on your tail again and you could lead them let let them know where your ship is and go back to the ship or you could try and lose them a second time frustrated at my inability to lose these two mooks um i'm going to approach them without sort of marching right up to them but I'm heading their way. All right. Yeah, they see you coming up, and they kind of, like, glance at each other for a second, and then, like, kind of, like, shrug and nod. They look around. There's no law enforcement around, and they're like, sure, and they start walking up towards you. I will, uh, as I'm walking, as part of my limp, sort of brush aside my jacket to reveal my blaster, and as I do, I will use my Fear the Shadows talent to try and force them to flee the encounter. Okay, uh, is that, what do you roll for that? It is an average deception check. All right, go for it. That's one failure and four advantages. 
So you brush aside your your cloak and try to look tough as tough as you can with this uh, with this damn leg that has been slowing you down all day, and uh, they see it, and you kind of use your training from uh, from Master Rensmer uh, to kind of send like fear their way and bend it towards them. Uh, doing so, you take a conflict. And their steps stutter for a second, but they don't break their stride. It looks like you are going to have to either walk through these guys or try to go around them. They, they seem to be dead set on approaching you. Uh, and they kind of like drop their hands down. One, one has like a, a pair of knives on his belt and the other one has a blaster. Uh, and they're, they're like moving in on you. Um, with your advantages, though, uh, that like kind of ping that you send out into the force does uh, let Elkiri sense that something is wrong. Uh, you sense that something is wrong, and you you it's easy enough to actually. See, he's nearby the spaceport, so you could actually like look out and see the scene if you if you were so inclined to look that way. Sure, I'm probably sitting in Tan's chair while she's doing something else because I think it's funny. Uh, (laughs) I feel sort of like a chill and the last couple of times the chill has happened, it's been really bad. Um, so I sort of sit up straight and look out of the window, uh, to see two weak way advancing on my as of yet unhealed master. I, uh, hit the intercom on the ship and I'm going to be like, Hey, Tan, want to get in a fight? Always. Okay, well, there's one outside, or there will be, or just... Tan's already sliding <laughs> down the ramp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think we need to go into initiative for this. Uh, these two brigands kind of uh, uh, stop in, in front of you, Jaxamar, and you kind of, like, stop. And the three of you are all, like, squaring off against each other. Is the occipiter behind them? Uh, yes, uh, like a, a little bit like behind and to the left, but you do see, <laughs> you do see Tan making her way, uh, towards where you are. Fellas, I have 50 credits in my pocket. You're going to spend a lot of time either earning 50 credits or being very hurt. Uh, they look at each other and look back and go, well, thanks for letting us know where it is. <laughs> and, uh, uh, the one draws out his daggers and the other like, unsnaps the restraint on his uh, holster to draw his pistol. Uh, Tan, that's when you come flying in. And uh, what do you do? Uh, I will kick on my sun gloves. uh, And I just want to say, hello, boys. And then deck one of them. All right. As they turn. So go ahead and roll a brawl check. And you have a boost for surprising them. That's no successes, but four advantages. Sure. You say, hello, boys, and they turn and you throw a sucker punch at uh, at the one with the uh, daggers. And he just barely manages to, like, catch your forearm with his and, like, avoid it. And then you just throw, like, three more punches, just, you know, letting out your standard brawl anger, you know, blowing off some steam. Uh, they stumble back and uh, and the one with the, the blaster, uh, he goes... Dosh this! Uh, and he goes running off, and then you punch a few more times at the guy with the knives, uh, and he just he tries to break away from you and run. They, they try to scatter. Oh, come on. We're just getting started. And uh, they, they go running, uh, and you turn, and you see uh, uh, Jaxamar kind of holding his, his injured leg. Well, that was anticlimactic. You okay, Sorrel? I appreciate the help, Tan. 
and I head back to the ship. And I give Sucra his new identity. He looks at it. Uh, his new name is Garan Pomu. Um, and apparently he has, uh, he is set to start a job as a mechanic for one of the local pod racing sponsors. The position brings with it free room and board. Um, and the, uh, the station is not too far from here and, and in a moderately okay part of town. And so you guys feel like he can probably make it also standard protocol for Heidi and underground is don't drop the dude off at the door. (laughs) So this is where you would say your goodbyes. Uh, you also find in the package, uh, that there's 3000 credits of payment courtesy of Stello, the hut addressed to not you guys, but you know, the crew of the storm cloud didn't make the run. It was a pleasure working with you. Garen Pomo. He kind of sits there for a second, nodding, and then he pulls you into a hug, Oko, uh, and, like, pats you on the back. I appreciate the application of pressure. <laughs> uh, he, he laughs at that, uh, you know, and, and keeps a hand on your shoulder and says, Thank you, Oko. It's been a, the pleasure's been all mine. Alkiri, and he gives you a hug as well. I hug him back. Tan, Jaxamar, he shakes your hands. I'm beyond appreciative for what the four of you have done for me. I know the underground is struggling, and it may not feel like you're making much of a difference, but the four of you are the reason I'm standing here, a free man. You've given me my life back. Save me from a fate worse than death. He, like, exchanges a significant glance with Tan at that. And even stealing just one life back from the Empire is worth everything. Thank you, all of you. I'll never be able to repay this debt. You're welcome. And as he leaves, before he's off the ship, I shake his hand again. May the force be with you. He nods, shakes your hand, and he holds it for a second longer. And he goes, look, no matter what happens, I know you'll keep making a difference. I never believed what they said about the Jedi. Keep fighting the Empire. The galaxy needs you. Keep helping people in whatever way you can. Thank you. Thank you. And then he lets go of your hand, and he goes walking off into the crowd. Perhaps we should have asked for his assistance repairing the exhibitor first. I say rolling a mechanics check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you'll need to spend um, some money for the parts needed, uh, but you're in a spaceport, so it's, you know the parts are there. You just need to pay for them. Uh, so go ahead and roll, and we'll see how much money you ended up having to spend. An easy mechanics check, Oko. Two successes with a triumph and two advantage. Okay. So for the triumph, it's, uh, uh, it's going to be that you get the little bit extra. Um, it's going to heal up four of the hull and only cost you the amount needed for two of the hull. So that's 200 credits. Uh, do you guys do anything else while you're on Shafus? It's not the most advanced planet, but it's it's got enough of a of a social infrastructure that you might be able to uh, achieve some things here that you might be able to achieve in a single district of Coruscant. Uh, standard procedure is um, uh, after you guys drop off your uh, charge uh, to make communication with uh, Rashala to confirm the drop off. Look, if it's all the same, I'd rather not be planet side when we're making any communique. Uh, 
I don't know what happened back there, but something happened. And if they got any wind that this is where we were supposed to, this is where the storm cloud was supposed to drop off their charge, then they might already know we're here. Okay, we'll wait. Uh, yeah, so you guys can either leave uh, the planet now or you can take advantage of the civilization uh, if you guys have anything you need to uh, purchase or anything you want to do if you want to go like bet on some pod races or something. Uh, what uh, What's the plan? I would like to purchase the materials to get a custom grip for my lightsaber. Okay. I'll ask Sorel to uh, purchase enough for me to upgrade my blaster as well. Yeah, uh, this is a planet that has a significant amount of mechanic shops. Um, you're smart enough not to go to the one that Sucra <laughs> just uh, started working at. If possible, I buy all of the materials necessary from a few different shops. Sure, yeah, you can achieve that. It just takes you a little while longer. You guys will probably be spending a, a day on Shafis uh, collecting that and anything else you guys are looking to acquire. Anyone else need anything? So Jax and Tan, um, uh, you can spend the requisite amount of credits uh, to get the materials for the custom grip attachment. Um, anyone else getting anything? A vendor had a good price on Corkemco Quick Flash Burning Gel, which I found useful in my time with pirates. That one's a little bit more of a specialized product. You can either roll streetwise or negotiation. Uh, you can have a boost to that, though, because this is a pod racing planet and somewhere that an item like that would be more common than other places. Uh, it's an average check. No successes. Two advantage. Yeah, you find a place that sells it, but they don't serve droids. If you... Uh, if only I were organic. If you want, you could have Elkiri go buy it for you. Master Elkiri. Yeah? Okay. Would you be willing to purchase an item from a rude shopkeep? What kind of item? Corkimco Quick Flash Burning Gel. It's uh, a whole breaching agent synthesized and sold by the Corellian Chemical Corporation, a wholly owned subsidiary of Chiwab Amalgamated Pharmaceuticals. Why... Why do you need that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any projects at the moment that require it. However, a breaching agent is never not useful. So you want it? I want it. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'll go get it for you. Yeah, Elkira, you don't have any problems. Uh, can I get it at a discount? You can try. Yeah. It's going to be a hard negotiation check. Uh, the shopkeep is a human with a cybernetic eye and a, and a shaved head, um, and tattoos creeping up his neck. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he grins as you walk in. You see him notice noticeably, like, check you out. What can I do for you? Hi, I'd like some Corkemco Quick Flash Burning Gel, please. Oh, uh, yeah? Fancy lady like you needs, uh, needs a breaching agent. You don't look like a mechanic, he says, rummaging around behind the counter. I don't. That's interesting. I would think you could spot it. What are you on But that's about? okay. If you're not an expert, I'll go somewhere else. Uh, he sets the, uh, uh, the canister on the, on the counter and goes, you can go somewhere else or you can buy it right now. I got it right here for 200 credits. Oh, you aren't an expert. Sure. Yeah. You uh, hold on to that. I'll go somewhere else. I'll just let everyone know that your pricing is way offline. That feels like coercion. Is it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine with me. Go ahead and roll coercion. Um, that's four successes and an advantage. 
Okay. Uh, he goes, no, 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 no. Hey, 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 hey. All right, all right, all right. You know your stuff. I just, you know, usually mechanics are a little bit, a uh, little bit more rough around the edges, but you clean up nice. Uh, look, hey, I'll, I'll mark it down to to one twenty five, and we'll call it good. I love dealing with reasonable gentlemen. Thank you so much. Uh, and as you're leaving, he's like, "Are you uh, from around?" No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> and uh, you return to Oka with this thing that he wants. Yeah. This is perfect. Thank you, Master Okiri. Oh, you're welcome. And here's the extra twenty-five credits. You got it for less than it costs. How did you do that? I just convinced him. Oka's mind is blown. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when, as we're returning to the ship, I finally uh, see um, some armored clothing that doesn't look hideous, um, <laughs> and I'm gonna grab it real quick. All right, uh, yeah, you can buy that for the list price. Great. And uh, Tan, we're, uh, you had Jacksmar collecting stuff for you. What are you up to? You said we were in the CD part of town, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna find a nice dive. Yeah, you managed to find a cantina a very short walk from the spaceport. I'll settle in, have uh, a couple drinks, and kind of keep my eye out to see if there are any other dealings going on. Like for other recreational forms of right. intoxication? Yes, for other... You don't have to look hard. You see it. There's definitely drugs being dealt in this bar. Okay. Um, I will take my time to have a couple of drinks, and then I'll head over to uh, the person that is, is dealing. Yeah, he, he come you go over to him and uh it's a it's an Ugnot and uh he doesn't seem surprised when you walk over, like he may have noticed that you were watching him. He goes, What will it be? Got any long sight in stock? Might do, might do. You got uh six hundred fifty credits. Woo, that's uh it's a bit steep, isn't it? What's it gonna be, darling? I ain't got all day. Customers coming and going. Uh and uh uh he clunks his uh his foot on the uh like crate that he's sitting on and a little drawer pops out and he reaches down between his legs and pulls out a vial uh with long sight in it and you can see the uh uh the kind of amber color of it as he sets it uh next to his drink and like kind of covers it half way with his hand i uh i'll take a, a look around just check and make sure that no one else i know has arrived yeah fine okay fine this is basically thievery but uh, not today, but sometimes. And, uh, <laughs> and he reaches out his other hand, uh, for the credits. You give them to him and he, uh, rolls the, uh, the vial and needle, uh, over to your side of the table. I'll snatch him up real quick and stick him in an inside pocket. You have a lovely day. <laughs> you guys get all reconvened back on the ship. Jacksamar, you were able to find all the parts needed for both you and Tan, uh, to apply custom grips to your weapons uh just needs a mechanics check to make that happen i don't have tan's blaster so i'll take my lightsaber to oko and this doesn't happen very often i don't use my lightsaber very much and it doesn't get damaged very often when i do but we've come to bond a bit over the past three years over maintaining it together and i will ask for oko's help in applying this attachment uh because you have the help of a jedi working on a lightsaber oko uh this will just be an easy mechanics check for you four successes and one advantage cool it doesn't take you very much time at all uh you have jacksamar kind of hold it and like make the imprints that are needed to make it kind of customized and perfect fit for his hand and then you do the work uh before Tan even makes it back to the ship, which she does. Yeah, I will uh, say thanks to, a quick thanks to Sorrel 
and then head on over to Oko. Okay, this will be a hard mechanics check for you, Oko. Um, but you can get a boost, because I assume Tan is helping you in a similar fashion. One success, which is a triumph, and three advantage. You fix it right up, and actually um, you manage to save some components from the original grip that her blaster had, um, which will make it cheaper next time you guys need to mod something or repair the ship. And then you guys depart from Shafus? Uh Has enough time passed that I can ask Oko to take another look at my leg? Yeah, as you guys are, uh, as Tan is getting the pre-flight check set up, Oko, uh, you may make a second attempt to repair Jax's critical injury, which will be a hard check. Two successes, one of which is a triumph, and two threat. Okay, yeah, you're able to fix it, and I'm going to just let the triumph wash out the threat. Um, uh, It hurts. The process hurts. Um, You actually, you have to, like, run uh, a medical instrument into into his leg with a camera, uh, and it's almost like filing off a buildup around the kneecap. It's incredibly painful, um, but you're able to sedate him enough that, like, the pain is somewhat nulled. And then uh, you give him uh, some extra strength pa- uh, pain medication so that afterwards he, he's, he's feeling fine. Uh, he has to stay off it for the rest of the evening, but then it will be 100%. Thank you, Oka. You're very welcome. Try not to break it again. I always do. Uh, And then you guys uh, break away from Shafus and jump to a relatively secure location. And are we calling up Rishala? Uh, Yes. Is everybody going to join in or? I assume Stella will want to talk to me. So I'll be there. I will definitely be there. Okay. All right. You guys all collect in the uh, lounge and uh, contact Rishala. She appears in hologram form in the middle of the room. I'm pleased to hear from you, Excipiter. Uh, was your journey successful? Yes. Good. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear it. After your encounter with Reaper Squad, we grounded all of our operations. Stello's been working her connections to try to determine the full extent of the Empire's opposition. Um, I understand you were looking for any and all information she was able to acquire? Uh, that's also correct. Well, first and foremost, we've gathered more intelligence on the 77th Task Force. Publicly, it primarily serves as an anti-piracy measure, but our intel would suggest that the 77th Task Force was specifically formed to dismantle the Hydean Underground's operations. They managed to track the movements of one of our ships, the Stormcloud, as you know. They captured and interrogated the captain. We're not sure exactly what they know, but they've already began tracking down other crews and safe houses. We have to assume anyone the storm cloud came into contact with during their time in the Heidi underground has been compromised. Reaper squad and the vigil class Corvette known as the bloodhound are just one of the many assets the empire has on this task force. The four of you should lay low, go to ground, stay hidden. The 77th task force is small, but efficient. And you shouldn't risk crossing paths with the Bloodhound again. You might not be able to survive another encounter. So you just want us to wait for them to come to us then? No, I want you to go somewhere where they won't be able to find you. Oh, and where exactly would that be? Uh, It's probably best if I don't know. This war is lost before it even began. Their response was too swift and too strong for us to have any hope. You say the Stormcloud was interrogated. Was its captain and crew killed? As far as we know, the crew was killed immediately and the captain was captured and 
as far as we can tell, executed after interrogation. I know this isn't what you want to hear, but we can't keep fighting. Our, our resources were already thin to begin with. So that means all the people at the Heidi and Underground were helping. What? They just get the short end of the stick? They're just collateral damage in all of this? Don't misunderstand me. I believe in our cause, but we were making a minimal difference to begin with. And what few allies we have have began scattering with this show of force from the Empire. The hiding underground as we know it is over. The difference we were making was not minimal to Sucre Esto. She sits on that one for a bit. Doesn't seem to have an adequate response. How did you get the information on this task force? Stello uh, worked her contacts. Uh, she is an information broker after all. She has many people who report to her. I don't know exactly what her methods are. Jaxamar might have a better idea than I do. My knowledge of her network is limited, though I know it is vast. We, we can't just do nothing. We know who, who they are now. We know what they have. This is the time where we prepare a counterstrike. Three years ago, you came to Aklaroth. You laid low, you tended to your wounds, you repaired your ship, and unfortunately, the Empire came and took some of my clan away. You tried to bring the fight to the Empire that day and nearly lost your lives again. Are you determined to continue fighting even against such great odds? There's no other choice. You say that, and she smiles and goes, Then we're in agreement. The Hydean Underground may be dismantled, but that doesn't mean we have to stop the work that was started. Sure, no widespread, large, organized resistance to the Empire has any hope of succeeding for long. But the Excipitor, with what connections myself and Stello can maintain, we might be able to continue making a difference in the lives of a few, she says, like, looking directly towards Oko. If you're determined to keep fighting, I have a mission for you. We've been trying to contact all the assets possibly compromised by the storm cloud. One of them has been operating incognito for some time now and is incredibly hard to reach. His name is Shamash Bell. His last report places him in the Sujimis sector on, a, on the planet called Tarvo. I need the four of you to find him and inform him of the recent developments in the underground and extract him from his mission safely. There's no need for anyone who's not willing to continue fighting to risk themselves. Elkiri, the Sujimis sector uh, rings a bell for you, specifically. You don't need to roll for it. Pantora is located in the Sujimis sector. Oh, shit! Your home planet. You, just from being around there, even though you, you know, left Pantora as a young child, you still know enough about it, just being Pantoran. The Sujimis sector is on the outer edges of the Outer Rim, not too far from Wild Space. The planet Tarvo is one of plush luxury, if you can afford it. The planet has a diverse biome, making it a very popular tourist destination. A common tagline in advertisements for Tarvo is, why go to a single uh, biome planet when you can have a taste of all the worlds in one? The planet's entire infrastructure uh, revolves around its tourism, to the point where it's basically one planet-wide resort. Even the worst Tarvonian hotel would be considered a four-star hotel on Coruscant. Of course we'll go find him. We accept. I'm glad. I didn't want to force your hand in this. I wanted you to have a choice. The shiny veneer of, of 
Tarvo's lavish accommodations has one glaring black spot for anyone who cares to look for it. Over half of the planet's population are slaves, to the point where every menial service profession is instead occupied by slave labor. The planet has two natural inhabitants, the Tar and the Tosh. Long before the planet developed space travel, the Tar had enslaved the Tosh. And the common belief on Tarvo is that the Tosh are lesser beings with limited intelligence that rely on the Tar to survive. Though scientists from more civilized worlds dispute these claims. Despite the magistrate of Tarvo's efforts to keep it quiet, there are rumors of an abolitionist political movement gaining momentum. Shamash was supposed to assess the situation in Tarvo and develop a plan for how the underground could support such a movement. I need the four of you to travel to Tarvo, seek out Shamash, and extract him. He's had more than a few dealings with the Stormcloud, and I have no doubt that the 77th Task Force is looking for him. It's also probably best for the four of you to stay that far out in the Outer Reaches. After you've secured Shamash's safety, find a place to stay low out there and contact me. I don't know where on the planet he is, but his transport is a JM-5000 called the Asher. He's a human with warm, tan skin, green eyes, and dark, wavy hair. Uh, she, the hologram, pops up with an a image of Shamash. Uh, he's a handsome man, uh, around the same age as Jaxamar. Has his name or any aliases that he's used crossed uh, Empire search, for, search records? Uh, as far as I know... No, but uh, that would be a question for either Stello or your friend uh, Pep Dantor. We'll contact you when we're clear. Be safe out there, Exhibitor. They are looking for you. And you. Uh, and you end the call? Yes. Okay. Look, uh, I know Rashala has our best interests in heart, but I think we have to go into this assuming that they've already found Shamesh. We have to treat it like they're going to be waiting for us. I'm not saying we don't try. I'm just saying we go in prepared. It makes sense. An Imperial task force is hunting us and our allies. We should be prepared at every step. How long a trip is it from where we are? Pulling up the star map, uh, you're, you know, you're already in the outer rim. You're not too far from it. Uh, the way is relatively easy. It could be a little harder if you want to like, stay completely off the grid. But travel to Tarvo in general is easy enough. Most of the paths to it feel just winding enough to feel remote while still ultimately being pleasantly easy. I guess first I'll mention everything I know about Tarvo, um, having it be in the same system as Pantora. Yeah, uh, you've seen a Tosh before and you know of, uh, of the Tar. Uh, both of them are humanoid with silver skin, except for the Tosh tend to be a little larger and stronger than the average humanoid, uh, and their skin is scaled, and their lower canines are slightly elongated, just enough to protrude from their mouths. Neither race has hair, and both have uh, completely black eyes. The, the rest of what you know has already been said. Even though Dantor has removed us from their database... If the 77th Task Force was formed specifically to stop the Hadean underground, perhaps they will still recognize the Exhibitor. Should we approach a different way, at least until we know where Shamash Bell is? Uh, to plot a more covert path to Tarvo, 
uh, would be an average astrogation check. Oko, you want to help me plot this out? I think that you're right. We should be cautious. That is four successes. Nice. Yeah. Uh, It will take you guys a little under a week to get there from where you are, Um, even taking the roundabout way. We can bypass all the checkpoints. That seems best. Can you rig it up so that our call sign reads as different when we dock? Absolutely. What should we call the ship? You know, let's go with the Thunderbird on this one. (laughs) Inputting new identity. Thunderbird. Yeah, uh, no check required on that. It's pretty standard to change the uh, transponder so that the ship reads under a different call sign. And you guys make the jump? Yep. Like I said, it takes five or six days for you guys to get there. And when you drop out of hyperspace, uh, you see the planet of Tarvo before you. Uh, As might be expected by its reputation, it is a beautiful planet. Blue oceans broken up by lush green landmasses with glittering icy polar caps and a golden caramel belt of desert around, uh, along the equator. The crystal clear atmosphere allows you to see both the sun-soaked daytime side of the planet and the sparkling lights of civilization on the nighttime side of the planet. Scanning planet. Okay. Yep. Two successes. The Asher is docked in the spaceport of the Emerald Vista Hotel. Um, which is uh, uh, on a part of the planet where the sun is setting. What's the closest spaceport to the Emerald Vista that's not the Emerald Vista? Every spaceport on Tarvo is attached to a hotel. Landing on the planet is akin to uh, parking in a hotel parking lot. Uh, the Sanctum Hotel uh, is the closest one. It's, it's relatively close, you know, a decent walk or short public transit uh, from uh, the Emerald Vista. I'm more inclined to be further away and more covert than close up and quicker to escape. I agree that we should take every precaution we can. Are there any Imperial security ships in orbit? Uh, no. Uh, Elkiri, you would know that um, the planet of Tarvo has retained a surprising individuality uh, and self-sufficiency. Uh, what with its booming tourism, bringing in uh, large amounts of money and therefore influence, they've always been able to kind of skirt around being uh, part of the Republic and possibly at this point part of the Empire as well. Uh, they've always had a, a certain amount of autonomy away from whatever the primary form of government is, partially because of them being able to make the right amount of payments and then also partially because of their remote location in the galaxy. So how much are these parking fees? Uh, You won't know until you land. I will take us down to the Sanctum Hotel. Okay. You fly down to the Sanctum Hotel. Uh, It opens up and you get, you know, automated docking directions uh, to where you should land your ship. The automated directions chime, Hello and welcome to the Sanctum Hotel. For your convenience, your ship has been scanned and logged. Simply report to the front desk to arrange your accommodations. Uh, As we land, I will open my senses to the force and try and get a general location of Shamash Bell. Okay, go for it. Uh, I have generated the two light side force points needed to know the general location of him regardless of distance. Yeah, um, as you're landing, uh, you can see the Emerald Vista Hotel uh, as you're lowering down. Um, and you attune yourself to the force and, and think uh, on the image of Shamash Bell and uh, 
say his name in your head, and the force kind of pulls you towards the Emerald Vista. I believe he is still in the Emerald Vista. I'm going to go change into... There's got to be some nice clothes that I picked up somewhere along the way. Yeah, you have you have fancy clothes. Yeah, I'm gonna go. You're change. a fancy person. I'm a fancy person. <laughs> I'm gonna go change into those clothes. What sure. part of the biome did we land in? This is the capital city of Tarvo, uh, which is elevated on kind of a luscious collection of plateaus over a wide-reaching forest. Uh, Elkiri changes into her fanciest attire. Tan parks the occipiter temporarily known as the Thunderbird, uh, in the lot of the Sanctum Hotel. And that's where we'll end our session. This podcast has been brought to you by ENPC Productions. All rights reserved. This podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, or specifically approved by the Walt Disney Company. Lucasfilm Limited, their subsidiaries or sister companies or any Star Wars license holder and is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, and all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Go to the official Star Wars website www.starwars.com for more information. The Edge of the Empire, Age of Rebellion, and Forced in Destiny role-playing games are trademarked properties of Fantasy Flight Games Incorporated. All rights reserved. For more information, go to www.fantasyflightgames.com slash en slash Star Wars RPG.